This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Today on the podcast, we get caught up with all things Mandy Urich. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Well, it's been too long, but uh, we are checking in once again with Mandy Urich, who, uh, boy, I, you know, every time I talk to you, if I miss a week or two, you've got like 7,000 things that have happened to you. I can't help it, but I'm a busy lady. I'm on the go. You are. You definitely are. I mean, it's pretty impressive as we were just kind of prepping for the interview. I could barely keep up with the notes I'm trying to jot down here. But let's start at the the beginning with what you started with. You got to go watch three of your really good friends in the Bassmaster Classic a few weeks ago. I did. <laughs> so to, to have all three of them, to see Keith Tuma, you know, out of the Brainerd Lakes area, Austin Felix, you know, out of the cities, and obviously Gussie out of Kenora, all make the championship for the Bassmaster Classic, competing as the top 55 anglers in the world, uh, was epic. Uh, and not only to be there just not as a regular fan, but as a, you know, a VIP family and friends, you get to sit in that section you know, right behind the stage, and I even got on TV, and uh, just to be there and support them and be part of that big crowd, it, it, the emotion, every single angler that was there was on sp- you know stage talking, you could really see the emotion, like everybody got it, it it's it's a world series of, of fishing, so what a, what a really awesome experience to be down there, I got to chase the anglers around on the water every day, be there for takeoff in the morning, and then obviously to to be at weigh in every night so and it was open water and it was like 60 degrees it was gorgeous <laughs> oh that yeah and that had to feel good <laughs> it felt great that was like open water i won't see you for like another four or five weeks <laughs> so how many people are there to watch those weigh-ins thousands wow uh i've like thousands upon thousands so in the morning just for so it's insane to see takeoff in the morning. It's pitch black. The anglers are putting in. There's this huge venue. There was they they estimated anywhere between um, two to six thousand people just there in the morning at five o'clock in the morning to watch these anglers take off. So <clears throat> then there's a ton of people, media people and regular people on the water during the day, kind of following the anglers around, and then the weigh-in. So the weigh-in event is at this beautiful, ginormous arena and. You look around, it, it, you know, it's a big event center, and it's it's packed. Uh, it, I, I don't know, 10,000-plus, 10, 10, I, I'd probably assume. Okay. It, it's really, a, obviously, a, a big event. And cool to see people coming from all over the place there, uh, random people that you happen to run into from Minnesota that are down, but um, even people there uh, internationally, so... Yeah, really, really big event. I, I was glad that I, I made the trip down for sure to be able to not only experience that as a whole, but, you know, 
really support the boys. Yeah, how did they do? I'll leave that up yeah. to them to talk about. <laughs> okay. You know, to me, I mean, when you're there, you're there. That's, that's, that's just an amazing thing to put on your resume, regardless of where you finish, because like you noted, it's 55 of the best anglers in the entire world when it comes to bass Correct. fishing. Yeah. Yeah. They got paid to show up. Even if you got last place, you got a very nice check. So, and you are, like you said, yeah, you think about it, the top 55 in the world. Think about how many bass fishing tournament anglers there are in the world and how many of these people, it took them years, you know, even decades to be able to, to get to this level to qualify for this championship. So, yeah, pretty impressive. So you're down there hanging out, and a lot of people know you as well, and you happen to end up being in the right place at the right time for a, a really fun thing that's going to happen in a few weeks. Totally odd, yeah. So I'm, I'm down at the expo, and uh, I run into Steve Panaz. So if people don't know who Steve Panaz, they they should. Uh, he's been in the industry for well thirty plus years. Uh, uh, he has his own his own show too, uh, Lake Commandos. But so I ran into him, and we're we're talking. He's like, "Hey, I'm just going to have a, a quick meeting with uh, with my friend. You want to come with?" I'm like, "Sure." So. Little did I realize his friend was James Hall, uh, the editor-in-chief for Bassmaster Classic. So that was cool. We, we kind of sat down and, in a lack of better terms, BS'd for, for about an hour. And uh, then I had to go because I, I had to haul some, some people over to the arena. So I leave and I get home on a Tuesday. And Tuesday afternoon, I, I get a call from James Hall. And he's like, hey, uh, I was really super impressed by you, and this might seem odd, but this opportunity came across my desk uh, from Bonaire Fishing Group. People don't know what Bonaire Fishing Group is. It's a huge international media corporation. They have multiple international magazines like sport fishing and yachting, and they're very big. Um, he's like, yeah, they're, uh, would you mind if I passed your information on to them? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, that, that'd be great. Not really knowing what they're looking for. And same day I get a call from Chris, the editor-in-chief uh, from Sport Fishing Magazine, saying, hey, I, I'd love to do an interview with you. You know, Would you be willing to, to come on and, and film with us? So as of next week, that's, uh, that, that's a new feather in the cap. There'll be a new company to work with. So, yeah, we'll be doing a, a live interview, or I shouldn't say live, a taped interview and as soon as that airs, I'll, uh, I'll throw that up on social media if anybody's interested in watching. Sweet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So pretty soon you're going to be you're gonna have to make international appearances. <laughs> yeah, I thought the international appearances were going to, you know, stay to my seminar speaking, but it'd be pretty cool if I could get, get up there with uh, some of those bigger corporations. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you're doing all that stuff. Do you ever actually have time to fish? I do. This is a, a really busy time with work, so it's tough. It's almost to the end here. I'm looking forward to taking off a, a few weeks here for beautiful late ice fishing. But I have snuck out. Uh, I had to. Uh, <laughs> you've had the Jasons on. We've 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 heard from from other people. The height of uh, burbot fishing during spawn was was peaking. And Gull Lake, I'm sorry, it is is a mecca for big fish. It, we, I've got it dialed in. It's spent the last six years really honing in on on good spots and i hit it just perfect everybody was jealous because they've been out for weeks trying to chase these things down because it was such an odd season and 
I'm like, oh, I'm going, and went out, drilled a few holes, dropped the dropped the line, and I landed right on perfectly. Giant spawn ball, and just kind of chased him around the whole evening, and that was that was epic. So it's always nice to to get covered with a little bit of slime and you know fight those guys. They're so much fun. I'm sorry that people don't like them. They're it's the equivalent of lake trout fishing. I you know the, the tug, the pull, the fight, the excitement. Yeah. So I, I got that in. I feel good. Now I, get, I can change gears, and uh, I can look forward to uh, the next few weeks of not chasing bourbon <laughs> going after some uh, some big pike. So a lot of people, I'm sure people I've seen on social media, um, I'm going to head up to Lake of the Woods for tip-up fishing for some late-ice big northern pike. Hopefully I will hit that correct, too, where uh, the pike are coming into the shallows to spawn under the ice. And then, yeah, back home for a little bit. Uh, late ice fishing is always like the mecca. I'm sorry, late ice is better than fall fishing. If you love to chase big crappies and sunfish, it, it's it's so much fun, especially when all the flop gets off the ice. Um, and if you can hit it right and you can sight fish them, it's even more fun. I'm sorry. I know electronics are cool. Panoptics are cool to watch the whole thing. But when you can sight fish big crappies through the hole, that's the best. Oh, I, I don't think anybody could disagree with that. If you can look down and see him, that that is. I mean, it's it's that's what entices little kids to fish. You seeing Absolutely. seeing those fish sneak up on their uh, on their bait and watching them. <laughs> well, I've I've got some pictures, and I should have posted them last year specifically to deal with that. I had an eight year old out with us, and the pure joy that this kid was having was, was epic to the point where we all stopped fishing and just watched him. And there wasn't one person out there that didn't feel it, you know, really feel his enjoyment and just taking all of his happiness to the point where like fish would come through like our holes and we'd be like, over here, over here, over here. And just let him come and, you know, and drop down and giggling. And, uh, Yeah. I'm excited. I need a little bit of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about eel pout, um, it is getting very, very popular. Um, you know, it is a game, an official game fish now, which is good. I presume that means yeah. we're going to have a limit, which will also be good. Um, but, yeah, uh, more and more people are doing it all the time. I used to think they were the ugliest things ever, but I've seen enough pictures now, and now I'm getting intrigued. <laughs> they can be, let's say, odd. I won't say ugly, but... I just love the fact of the, the different colorations and the patterns on them. And it, some lakes have very specific patterns and colorations to them. And you can really get some pretty, pretty, I call them tiger ones, where they have this really bright yellow um, light spot on them with, like, speckles or stripes. Yeah, I, they can be cool. It, the downfall is it's a little odd the first couple times you fish them when they wrap around your arm or... When they poop all over you. Nobody <laughs> likes to be pooped on. And they are big fish, and it's not a little bit. So guarantee you when you go ill pout fishing, you're coming home, and you're washing your ice gear immediately. We have a lot more to cover with Mandy Urich, and we'll do that next on the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. 
We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. Welcome back to the podcast. Let's check back in with Mandy Urich. You talked about ice fishing, and, you know, one of the things that is going on this year, pretty much everywhere I've talked, is is it's it's just a headache, a, a real pain, and you know what, to get out there. But when people get out there and get that hole drilled, there there has been good bites. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, that's the challenge, is, you know, especially up here. We got all that snow early, and it kind of made this, like, weird slop layer underneath, and we got some melting, and then it got cold again. And the axes are already starting to go to yuckiness, and some of them are breaking up or heaving pretty bad. But if you can get out, the you know, depending on where you are, if you're in central Minnesota, north, we've got lots of time. We've got weeks left of, of ice fishing. If you can get out, bear it, <laughs> um, the, the bite's awesome. Like I said, it's, I think this time of year overall for bite is better than fall fishing. Um you just got to brave it. And honestly, if you can wait. If Once that water, or the, the snow starts to melt and that water drains through the ice, that's that's almost my key right there. You've got seven to ten days of the most amazing fishing that you're going to have. You can basically get anywhere because there's no more slop. So you can drill a gazillion holes and run free. <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. Um when you were down, by the way, at the Bassmaster, did you get any soft water fishing in? I didn't. That, <gasps> everybody was amazed uh, that they didn't take the time to, to stop and fish. And we, trust me, there was multiple comments when we were on the boat. I'm like, I'm looking around, and there's four other you know, anglers on the boat from Minnesota with me. And I'm like, really? None of us brought any fishing rods? <laughs> <laughs> But to, to be honest, it, it was so busy. You're up at 4 a.m., you're at the at the takeoff, then you're on the water yourself, then it's, you know, get back, quick shower. You've got to drive almost an hour to where the weigh-in was at, to the event center. You don't get out of there until 8, then drive an hour back to the lake, you know, eat something, it's 10 o'clock, and go to bed. So it's fine. I'll be <laughs> back down there again. But it would have been nice to... To wet a line. Well, like you said, you're going to be busy getting some fishing in here in the next few weeks, at least. Yeah, boy, it really would have been <laughs> nice to do some open water. I've been waiting to cast for a long time. You know, a person like you with your kind of clout, you you just need to take you know a week, two weeks, and just go down south and just say, <laughs> "I'm doing it." 
Normally, I, I, I do. Uh, in April, historically, uh, I take off and I go to Florida. So our our boy is 13 fishing uh, are actually located out of Tampa. So it's normally a really good time, one, to get out of here. Um, <laughs> but two, we try to get down. We do a lot of prototype testing for rods and reels. Uh, last year I got down there um, even with the whole COVID thing, which was great, to take a week to go saltwater fishing. Uh, we actually had bass rods and reels, and we were out snook and tarpon fishing. So that was that was a ton of fun. Like I, I have no worries about their equipment because if it can handle a giant tarpon, it can handle a, you know a four pound bass. So I just I haven't. It's been such a, a rush this year, and our season's been so weird. I, I think by the time I get done with tip up fishing up north, and then back down here, then back up there once Rainy River opens, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna make it in because normally I like to go early for walleye. And then my birthday's at the end of the month, and I've only missed two years in the last 12 years. I had to think about that. Yeah, it was two years because of the COVID. Um, I always go down there for my birthday. That's my thing. I go for four days, and I sturgeon fish on the rainy. And it's so much fun. And it's just that, that's my for sure. I don't want to miss it, and I definitely will be doing it. So I might miss my, my window this year. Uh, to head to Florida. Maybe I'll, I'll try a little bit in May, but we've got fishing opener going on here. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're right into the mix. Yeah, I, and uh, I hate to bring it up, we also have turkey hunting coming up. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Trust me, I can't hardly forget it right now. Uh, my, my turkeys have been gone for a bit, and right. I know where they're at. They're very close. They're hanging out with the neighbors. Uh, and, but he hadn't seen him for a while. And two days ago, as I was pulling in, they've, they're still bunched up they're, They haven't split up yet. So they're still in their, their kind of little winter flock or whatever. I counted 18 that came across the road and I was epically excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. And all of that stuff is already ready to go. The, all the gear is pulled out. It's ready. It's sitting in the tote. So. As soon as it's time, I can just grab my stuff and go. And it's uh, it's going to be time soon enough. I know. Uh, again, and like like eel pout, uh, although um, it's it's had a longer history. Um, turkey hunting is getting to be so popular. Of course, we didn't really have a lot of it up in our neck of the woods. By by that, I mean the Bemidji area until you know the last decade or so. Um, but boy, it's taken off. People love it. <laughs> If, if people haven't, and they don't, we don't have time to dive into it, but <laughs> the whole history of turkeys in the state of Minnesota and just how, how abundant they've become in the last 22 years uh, is crazy. The, the efforts that were involved between DNR and the National Turkey Federation for moving turkeys into our state and dissipating them across the state, and it's just, it's taken off. They're everywhere. Look how far north... We have turkeys, and there's not just a few of them. There's a lot of them everywhere. So I, I hope, honestly, I would love to see Minnesota go from one turkey to two. Well, I think it's it's seems like it's probably going to happen. I mean, I remember, I mean, this is a just kind of a parallel, but, you know, I remember when the eagle started coming back, and every time you saw one, it was like this huge deal. Now, you know, you barely, you barely slow down. They're everywhere, you know? <laughs> And it's starting to get that way with turkeys. You know, turkeys, every time I saw one, you know, you got excited. But now you're seeing them on the road all the time. 
So, and they're big ones. Yeah. So, I, 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 so I'm glad to see that the, the, the popularity of, of turkey hunting is taken off. It's one of those things that it, it is one of those transitions that you can get a kid into fairly easy. It, honestly, turkeys can be dumb. You know, sometimes you get the smart ones. That last, that one I was chasing all last year, he was smart. <laughs> His little buddies that came to visit me every day and stick their head in my blind, the Jake's not so smart. But uh, to be able to get kids, it's fairly inexpensive, you know, as far as gear, you know, get yourself. A, you don't even really need a blind. I've seen multiple people that don't have them. But a pop-up blind, your shotgun, you know, a little bit of camo and a call, and, and, and you're off to the races. And, uh, like, I think the other thing that's so cool about it, and I've talked to a number of people about it, but it's it's just the fact that it's spring. You know, it's a different time of season to hunt, and, you're you know, people are excited to be outdoors in the spring. Yeah, we've been cooped up all winter long. It's been cold. There's been a bunch of snow. It's like the world is reawakening, and that's like our our first step outdoors for me. Then it's just like, okay, that was really cool. Now let's go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else going on that we should know about? I don't know. There's some stuff coming up in May, um, some different programs that um, – are, are going to be offered. I'll probably talk about them at a later time. Okay. I would tell everybody too, and don't forget that's coming up. Make sure if you want to put in your application for your lottery bear permit, uh, that deadline's coming up in May and you can get online and, and apply for a lottery one. Or um, if you want to do within zone, there's also no quota zone that can be bought over the counter, but I'm right. looking forward to it. It's such a long wait, you know, for to go four to five years to apply to, to get enough points to be able to hunt. And I, I walk in every day and I see my giant three-quarter, you know, black bear coming out of my wall. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to do this again. So I'm hoping, praying this year uh, that I'll be able to, to get a tag. Um, I've got a few right in the backyard. <laughs> so one of them I'd really like to see go. <laughs> okay, would you? Oh, Okay. <laughs> And you want to be the one that brings them down? I I would. I I I've even opened it up, and I had, you know the last few years in our area, like we we just haven't had number of hunters or people that I know that have gotten licenses haven't been in this area. So yeah, they're 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 big, they're fat, they're spoiled. And unfortunately, the ones where I live really like garbage cans. So <laughs> I don't put my garbage can out. And I've been encouraged my neighbors for the last four years, don't put your garbage can out because I don't like picking up your trash a quarter mile down the road. <laughs> oh, I hear. Yeah, I hear that. I, and I've got bird feeders that uh, are going to have to start coming into my garage at night pretty soon, I would think. So, um, yeah, they're they're already awake and out here. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, the other show you did, when is that going to air? Are we talking the one with Meat Eater? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> uh, that's a really good question. I would assume they just had their last season aired a couple months ago. So I would hope that maybe by this summer. But for sure, they'll let me know uh, okay. when production's done with that and when they plan on airing the next season. And I'll, uh, I'll let everybody know. Excellent. You're on so many things, I can't remember which ones. So. <laughs> well, the worst part is when I have to stop and ask, which one are we talking about again? <laughs> With that being said, uh, you know, I look forward to 
Um, it's usually the end of May, but Ray and I will be teaming up again for another season. So. Oh, and that's on Lakeland, right? Yep. Okay. What night does that normally air? Thursdays. Thursday nights. Okay. All right. Anything else, Mandy? Oh, I want everybody to get out, enjoy some good weather, get on the ice, get some giant crappies, giant sunfish. Do something. Be safe about it. Yes. And good luck turkey hunting. All right. Well, we'll be checking in with you in a few weeks, uh, if not sooner. Mandy Urich, it's always great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Northwest Technical College and Bemidji State University. You can catch the radio show Saturdays on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 in Bemidji, B93.3 in Brainerd, and Kick FM in Alexandria. And, of course... Multiple times a week, we'll have great stuff for you right here on the podcast. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast has also been sponsored by Visit Bemidji.